You're listening to episode 171 of the Room to Grow podcast as we continue the best of 2019 episode series, and we'll be back with brand new episodes the second week of January. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the rather dark side of social media. (laughs) And basically that, listen, I love social media. It's amazing. It's such an incredible tool. I have met so many just unbelievably awesome humans through it. And there are people on social media that I consider some of my closest friends and I've never actually met them in person. (laughs) So there are so many amazing sides to it. It's incredible for running a business. It's just provided so many amazing things. However, I do think that there are some parameters and boundaries that we maybe need to implement with social media in order to make sure that we're having the healthiest relationship with it because there it can be used as a tool against us as well. Um, and I really feel like this isn't being talked about and I regularly see people post so much of themselves and their personal lives online and sometimes there can be consequences to that that we wouldn't expect. That said, where where you choose to draw the line is completely up to you as an individual. And I'm not here to judge what's right and what's wrong for you. This is simply about awareness. That's all I'm trying to do here is to just build some awareness. Um, how I'm going to kind of structure this episode a little bit is to talk a little bit about some of the things that came from me being tracked uh, very closely on social media. Uh tracked to an unhealthy degree on social media, actually. And some of the, frankly, mental health effects that I had because of it. And then I'm also going to end up giving you a number of different tools that you can potentially choose to implement, either all of them or some of them or whatever, um, that would actually really help to improve your relationship with the online space as well. They're things I use regularly and uh, they, they make me feel a lot more comfortable with the online space because I've really been reevaluating my relationship with it and these have been really, really helpful tools for me. So it's kind of how I'm gonna structure the episode a little bit. Um, It's a little bit of an unusual episode, but I do feel like it's really important and after some of the experiences that I've had in the last, uh, in the past 12 months or so, um, I think that it's, it's something that I need to discuss uh, because a lot of people don't think about some of these things. So this is purely awareness for the most part. I definitely have some trust issues with social media at this point um, because if you have not yet listened to episode 117, uh, the previous episode, I strongly recommend you do so. Um, For anyone who hasn't listened to it yet, it's, I would consider it a prerequisite for this episode, but Just to give you the very short version, uh, I found out that 
there had been a lot of infidelity happening in my previous uh, long-term relationship. And one of the issues that came with that was that I realized that I had been tracked online to an unhealthy degree uh, by the other woman. So that created a lot of issues. And uh, it, it was even to the point where she was driving by her home, um, looking for any information that she could. Uh, and I'm, I'm not here to place judgment on that, but it didn't make me feel okay. So that's what I want to talk to you the most about. Um, I mean, there were even things like having my own words from my own podcast twisted and used against me completely out of context. Um, there, it, there, there were just a lot of issues associated with this. And some of the reasons that brought me to reevaluate my relationship with the online space and kind of really had a major effect on my mental health. I mean, there were multiple fake Instagram accounts set up for the sole purpose of tracking my every move in my stories and on my feed. Um, sometimes those accounts would even be commenting on my posts with really weird questions. And there was, there was even at one point a fake Facebook account that was also asking my business page really odd questions, although I'm not totally certain who was behind that one. Um, but I, I have just started to have a lot more intuition about what types of questions and accounts are off solely because of these experiences that I've had. And it just made me feel really unsafe. Between that and then not feeling protected even in my own home, um, I really allowed the fear to cripple me for several months. And one of the downsides of having an online business is visibility. I, you, you can't hide on the internet. And especially when you're trying to run an online business, I, I, I can't make my profiles private. Um, you know, I, I needed to and I want to continue sharing at, at least some aspects of my life with people, especially since showing up as honestly as I can is one of my core values, both on a personal and a professional level. level. But it's especially scary when you come to the realization that it's it has moved from the online space only to real life, this tracking. And it's not as big of a jump as you might think. Um, one, of, one of the big issues that I had in the aftermath of all this was when I was selling uh, my, my house, it made it very hard on me and incredibly triggering because I just felt like there was such a total violation of my privacy already that then now the inside of my house was being posted on the internet because that's standard now. That's how you sell your house. And with the for sale sign on the front yard, there were people driving by slowly all the time, uh, sometimes even parking outside and staring in from their cars through the windows. Uh, strangers like tramping through the house. We had more than 60 showings in a week and a half. <laughs> and it just made that whole experience. That's a stressful experience for anyone. I, anyone who has ever sold their house knows what a stressful experience that is anyway. But that was made so much worse for me because of all of the issues that I already had around privacy and uh, just feeling incredibly violated. Um, I had severe anxiety about our front door. Um, because again, if you listen to the previous episode, you'll, you'll understand why it was, 
she had come to our door to inform me of what was going on uh, on Christmas Eve. So I ended up for months, I had a huge amount of anxiety about the front door um, because basically my life fell apart when I opened that door. And for months after she came to the door, I would only sit on the, if I was, if I was sitting anywhere in our, on our main floor, basically I would only sit on the couch in one particular place on the couch, especially at night because it was the only spot in the living room where I could see all three doors into the house at the same time. I kept every door locked 24 seven. Uh, whereas for years I used to regularly leave the doors unlocked all the time, even when I was out. <laughs> um, and it's funny because with me, like only being able to sit on that one spot on the couch, I didn't even realize at first that I was doing it. It was, it was, I wasn't doing it consciously, but I couldn't figure out why I felt so nervous and uncomfortable if I sat anywhere else. And I just kept gravitating towards that one spot in the living room. And I finally figured out that it was because that was the only place where I felt safe enough to relax because I could see all three doors at the same time. Um... I, I refused to answer the front door for months and could feel a wave of panic coming anytime anyone even knocked. It, one night, a, a girlfriend knocked on the front door late at night unexpectedly instead of coming around to the side door like she normally did because it was really dark at the side of the house. And I, I went into a full-blown panic attack immediately. And she had to call and text me through the door that it was her before I would open the door. Um, and then again, with like the selling of the house, <laughs> this was not helped <laughs> when random real estate agents would walk into my house unexpectedly at times that they weren't supposed to be there and totally unannounced. And including one time when I had just got out of the shower, I was just in my bra and I opened the bathroom door and there's a real estate agent standing staring at me. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so it did not make for a pleasant experience, um, <laughs> but before the house was even listed, my realtor and I had to put some specific measures in place to ensure that certain parties did not gain access to our home while it was on the market as well. Um, I removed, and this is just good practice again when selling a house anyway, about removing as many personal items as possible before it goes up for sale. Um, you know, even just like sending especially important items to to friends' houses or, or something like that just in case. And the thing is, is that as much as it made me sad to leave my house at the time, I never felt safe in that house again, uh, especially after I watched a particular person continue to drive by our house on multiple occasions afterwards in the months that followed all of, uh, like, like my relationship ending as well. Um, so that's just to sort of give you a little bit of background as to my personal experience in terms of my, my mental health with, as a result of some issues with social media. Um, I really wanted to stress that. At first I thought, you know, you know, th this is irrelevant. I should just go into this is what you should do and blah, 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 blah. But I really feel like it's important to give you a little bit more insight as to the experience that I had with it because it was very traumatizing for me. Um, and this is why I am much more passionate now more than ever about just being careful when it comes to social media. At, at some point... I had sort of completely cut myself off from posting at all. Uh, I, I basically wasn't posting anything on social media for the first half of the year. And, but at some point I had to begin overcoming that fear, uh, especially because I had a business to run. So I needed to get over it. Um, but I, when I did come back to the online space, it was very slowly and with some extra guidelines that made me feel safer. And 
I have a few different things here, but one in particular, as a general rule of thumb, I don't geotag myself or post photos anywhere particularly recognizable until after I've left. That is beneficial for several reasons, one of which it also allows you to be more more present and in the moment anyway, especially if you're there, you know, with friends or family or loved ones or something like that. Um, but you, you also need to be especially careful about posting places that you frequent often. So if you do geotag specific locations, perhaps maybe you should choose the city or maybe the neighborhood or something like that, as opposed to the specific place you're frequenting, like a specific coffee shop that you go to every day or something like that. Um, because the other issue with that is not to let too much of your daily routine be revealed either, especially if it means that you'll be at a certain place at a certain time and very regular intervals each day. Don't use timestamps at the very minimum, at least not regularly. Um, there, you know, there are all these really cool tools that that something like Instagram has provided us with, and it's neat and, and it looks cool, and and you know, you get to choose from all these fun little options of things to add to your stories to make them look pretty. And I love it. And it's amazing. And I do still geotag sometimes or potentially use a timestamp, but I'm extremely conscious of when and how I use them. So for example, the other day I was down at the beach. I'm, I'm in Bali right now for anyone who doesn't know. Um, I was down at the beach and it was 6.30 in the morning. I took a video of the ocean. It was gorgeous. And then I posted about that being a, a morning, you know, your morning meditation but I didn't post it until four hours later. So, because the other thing is, most of the people who watch my stories, a lot of them are, are in North America, so it's a totally different time zone anyway. Um, but most importantly, I am not going to make it very well known where I am at particular times. So when you see me post things on Instagram stories, I am not still at the place that I'm posting at. And when I do geotag, I often will pick things rather than, you know, the, the specific restaurant I'm in or the specific coffee shop or co-working space or whatever. Typically, I will go out of my way to just choose a, the city or a particular neighborhood or even the island. Like here, it's really easy. I'll just like, I'll just hit Bali. <laughs> I'll just select Bali or I'll select, you know, the, the city in Bali that I'm in or something like that. But I try to not be too specific about it, especially when there's places that I know that I go back to on a regular basis. I don't want to make it particularly well known that that is where I can be found on, on any given day. And the other thing is too, is that when you continue to frequent the same place over and over again, people can also usually start to figure out that you likely live nearby as well. So be really cognizant of that. Um, you know, I, I know that it's cool to share where we're hanging out and some of our favorite spots and all of those things. And you can still do that. And, and I mean, you can do whatever you want. I'm not trying to give you rules. Again, this is just for your general information. This is how I'm operating. And I'm just offering this to you to help build awareness. But you need to have that awareness so that you can make fully informed decisions about how you're showing up in the online space. Something like Pinterest as well. I don't use Pinterest uh, much on a personal level. I use it professionally, but not as much pers uh, personally. But I know a lot of people who use Pinterest, especially for things like traveling 
and they're looking up traveling destinations and, and, you know, things to do at those places and stuff like that. And they'll pin them on boards. And I see this a lot. And I personally wouldn't do that because you're basically shouting from the rooftops uh, where you're going. Um, People can potentially start to time out when you might be going because of that. You're announcing that you're not going to be in your house for a certain period of time. Um, And if you're, depending on what you're pinning, there can be very specific things that, very specific activities or very specific places that you are pinning. And again, you're sort of making it well known that you're probably going to go there. I'm not saying that you're always going to go to whatever place you pin on Pinterest. (laughs) But again, this is about awareness. And just understanding that we don't need to make it that widely known every single thing that we're going to do in life on social media. So if you're going to do something like Pinterest uh, for, for travel destinations and stuff like that, just make the board private. Just make the board private and then you don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's awesome to share that. And, and you can still share those kinds of boards. You know, if you want to share it with friends or family or something like that, that's one thing. But when you are posting it on a public forum, you need to be aware of the potential consequences that can come with it. So for me, I now keep all travel plans very close to my chest, um, especially because I'm, I'm traveling, you know, for the foreseeable future at the moment. I don't tell people uh, where or reveal much of anything in advance online, only in real life with the people close to me. So when you see me hopping on a plane or something, you might notice that I don't announce where I'm going until I'm already there. And then I will just pop in online and I'm like, hey, I'm here in Bali. <laughs> I don't know if any, for anyone who's been following me for a while, you might have noticed that I was in Hamilton one day and then all of a sudden the next day I'm like, hi, I live in Bali now. <laughs> and there, there was very specific purpose with that because I was not letting anyone know in the online space that I was going anywhere or where I was going or anything. Um, you, you'll, you'll start to notice, since I'm telling you some of these things, you're going to start to notice this likely even more in how I show up online. And you'll be able to pinpoint some of these things that I'm, that I'm telling you about that I put into practice in my everyday life. Not posting details about where you live or much about your home or your neighborhood or distinguishing features that could give that away. That is, again, just good practice. To, to not make it super obvious where you live. Um, license plates. We need to talk about license plates. <laughs> uh, I, I think that some people don't realize that license plates are often tied to names and sometimes even addresses. And I cringe when I see people post photos or videos online when you can see their license plates. Listen, if you have a rental car or something like that, that's different because that's only ever going to show up as, as the owner of the vehicle. But if, if you are the owner of the vehicle, uh, people can access a fair amount of information about you just based on your license plate. So I would not recommend sharing your license plate on social media. If you have a photo where it's in it or something like that, just white it out um, or you know you can blur it out or whatever. It's just something that you need to be really aware of. Privacy laws, this is going to vary like country to country, but privacy laws in Canada and Europe are tighter than in the U.S. So in the U.S., you can actually access a lot more information about people than you can in Canada and Europe. And I think Europe is even tighter than Canada. Um, So again, this is going to totally vary. But in this day and age on the internet, people can find out a surprising amount about you. 
without you posting anything on social media. So then it's like we're giving the keys over to somebody else when we're posting so many personal things and in real time and and very specifics. So it's super important to just be aware of this. Posting about your kids too. By the way, there is no right or wrong answer on this, but I simply want to encourage you that if you're posting about your kids online, just think carefully before you make a decision about that one way or the other. And, and make sure that you're communicating and having a conversation about this with anyone else who's helping you either parent or, you know, take care of your child on a regular basis if they might post about them as well. A lot of parents I find will, will kind of fall on one end of the spectrum or the other with this, that they either don't want them, they don't want their kids posted on social media at all, or they're totally fine with it. And both are, are completely fine answers, by the way. Both of those are totally fine. It's just about making sure that you are, again, making an informed decision about it and that you are on the same page as anyone else who is having a lot of interaction with your child as well. Because if one of you is okay with them being posted and the other one isn't, then you might end up with some miscommunication issues there. So you need to probably have some discussions around that and just be super clear on it. It, The best way for me to think about this Think about how a celebrity has to post to their stories. Like, you know, some, some major Hollywood actor, actress, or whatever. They couldn't and wouldn't post in real time where they were because people would show up at the same place and try to find them. So why are we treating our personal lives any differently? I'm not saying that, you know, like, we're all celebrities or whatever, but, <laughs> but in, in a way, social media has made all of us, you know, little mini celebrities because we have people who kind of follow along with our journey and, and what we're doing and what we're up to and stuff like that. We've never lived in an age like that before. So think of yourself as a little mini celebrity and post accordingly. You know, it, this especially speaks to things like, like geotagging uh, very specifics and um, posting in real time and stuff like that. Take all the photos you want or the little videos or whatever and then enjoy the moment because this is the other big part of it is when we're spending all of our time scrolling Instagram, we're missing life. It's passing you by. So instead, take that time to actually enjoy the experience, to live in the moment, to be with your loved ones and your friends and and to have those amazing experiences. And then if you post about it on social media later, it's a bonus. Great, fantastic. You know, share share your joy. Show some of those amazing moments, but don't do it in real time. Because you don't need to from a safety stand, like from a safety standpoint, you're better off to post about it later on as well, and you don't need to because you're too busy enjoying yourself or you should be. So that's just something to really consider as well. The other thing is social media safety when traveling. Um, there's a couple issues with this. One one thing is, from an environmental standpoint, I am also very specific that I no longer will geotag uh, very specific locations where it could end up, there's kind of like this Instagram tourism thing happening, where you'll see influencers and stuff like that, you know, post these incredibly beautiful locations that are potentially a little bit more remote or not as well known or something like that. And they'll tag it very specifically. And then they have so many followers that then people start flocking to that destination. And that isn't actually great for the environment either. And and I've heard multiple stories of 
some of these beautiful, you know, quiet, secluded locations basically being ruined by tourists trampling all over them. So again, from an environmental standpoint, this is just one more aspect of, of this entire conversation. If you're going to tag something like that, tag, you know, let's say you're in the middle of New Zealand and you found this like incredible lake or something, tag the island of New Zealand. Just, just tag New Zealand. You don't, you don't have to, or, you know, like maybe like a nearby city or something like that. You don't have to tag the very specific thing. And if you feel like you need to tag the very specific thing, ask yourself why. Why do you feel like you need to tag the very specific thing? Because my guess is you're probably doing it because you want to show other people like, oh, you know, look, look at what I'm doing. Like, this is so cool. And this is amazing. And you're right. It is fucking cool. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's all of those things. But isn't that enough for you to know that it's cool? Why does everyone else have to know that it's cool? And you know, if you have some friends or, or family or something like that, who wants to also visit that location, send it to them privately. That's perfect. That's great. But you don't, we don't need to announce these things on social media where every single person in the entire world can access everything that we've ever done or everything that we are doing in real time. And the other thing about traveling as well, if you're traveling solo, that's also something to be even more aware of, particularly as a female traveling alone. Um, all of the things that I have talked about here today are doubly as important uh, if you are traveling alone as a female. Just be aware of that. Uh, you just don't want to make it too well known every single thing that you're doing and every single thing that you're up to and where you're hanging out and all of those types of things. Again, doesn't mean that you can't post, doesn't mean you can't share, maybe just be a little bit more general about it and a little bit more aware of what and how you're posting. Listen, we've all been that person that has like so-called stalked someone on social in, in the sense that, you know, we follow along with their life. We keep one eye on what they're up to. We form judgments about what they do for better or for worse. <laughs> but there's a big difference. There's a really big difference. And just because we wouldn't, you know, track somebody very closely on social media the way some people do, doesn't mean that somebody else isn't. So just because we wouldn't do it doesn't mean that somebody else wouldn't do it to us. And we need to potentially prepare ourselves for that possibility. Um, I definitely don't want to, to put like such a negative spin on this, you know, like fear mongering or anything like that. This is purely from an awareness standpoint. I can't stress that enough. But most importantly, all safety issues aside, I really don't want you to let what others think, I don't want you to, to be so stuck in what others might be thinking or saying about you, hold back from you showing up as your true authentic self too. Because that was another big part of this that I was dealing with that I felt like I couldn't show up as me um, because I, I kind of felt so violated in so many ways. It, it felt like I was having a really hard time just showing up as myself. What other people think of you is none of your business. And when you avoid showing up as yourself, you're only hurting you, not them. I no longer check to see who watches my Instagram stories as a personal rule because I was allowing myself to get so sucked down the black hole of being overly concerned about who was keeping an eye on me and what was happening with it that it was, it was taking a really significant toll on me. So moving forward, I protect myself as best I can. And I, frankly, I give fewer fucks about the things I can't control. But please be careful. 
because the internet doesn't need to see every single move that you make. You can post fun things, you can share with your friends, you can educate others and connect with people in a variety of ways. And it doesn't have to mean that you share quite so many details about your life in a completely public forum and in real time. So there's so many different ways that you can take this um, in terms of, you know, some of the tools that I've, I've offered, some of the things that I use in, in my own life. Everything I've listed here is not necessarily going to be the right fit for you. I'm just sharing the things that I use and I just want you to be aware of some of the potential consequences when we post anything in the online space. Because I've always had actually relatively good boundaries with social media and some of the things that I have uh, talked about today, I was already implementing before. But it's just made me even more aware of the importance of that and to make sure that you are using the social space in a really healthy way that benefits you and doesn't allow a little too much access to yourself and, uh, and it, a little too much insight into your life. You can offer all kinds of insight without telling people which coffee shop you're sitting at offering it from, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I just, again, this episode is purely from awareness. I've had some requests uh, around this, um, especially from like people that, that knew what was going on in my life, but uh, it's, it's something that I wanted to address because most people are very much, you know, like more, 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 like more is better. Post more, post, post everything. Um, that's how you show up authentically and things like that. Listen, there are, there are all kinds of ways that you can show up authentically and showing up authentically doesn't mean giving every single detail of your life away. That's not what authentic means. Like you don't have to, to let people know every single thing that you're doing in a day. That's not likely why they're following you. They're probably following you because they are learning from you or they want to connect with you somehow or something like that. They don't need to know every detail of your life in order to do that. So I hope that this has been helpful. I would really love to get your feedback on this um, and to start a little bit of a discussion around this and, and how you feel about it. So tag me over at Emily Goff Coach on Instagram. I would love to, to chat more with you about this. Um, feel free to DM me, slide into the DMs and we can chat. Uh, or you, can, you know, you can comment. You can comment on, on a public forum as well and on, a, on one of my public posts. But <laughs> with this episode, I definitely understand if you want to slide into the DMs, and I am totally fine with that. So I hope that this has just given you a little bit of of insight and awareness. Um, that was really my only goal with this episode, and this felt a little bit odd, like a little bit of an odd episode for me because it wasn't quite my usual style. Um, but like I said, I, I got some requests about it and, uh, I really want to be super open and transparent about it. So I hope this has helped. I hope this has given you a few things to think about and don't forget that there are brand new episodes now on Saturdays as well. So make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss it. It'll all get downloaded right to your phone and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. 
Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you. 